to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Ah, uh, uh, don't. Touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Miss Helfinger say... Are you leaving? Uh, yes, I am. Well, don't use the... During another exciting episode of Chicken Man... He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. It's Thursday, and that means we open the door and enter the inner sanctum. This episode originally aired on December 6, 1944, and it's called The Colorblind Formula. Well, and how do you do, friends of the inner sanctum? This is Raymond, your host of the squeaking door. Come right in. Uh, what are you staring at? Hmm? Oh, him. Oh, he won't hurt you. He's been dead for years. He came here with our first program. Said nothing could scare him. Hmm. <laughs> I've been using him for a doorstop ever since. Have to get a new one, though. His bones are showing through. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, did you know that this is a bad winter for our ghost friend? Oh, my, yes. There aren't enough sheets to go around, and lots of them have horrible colds. They float around just coughing and coughing their heads on. <laughs> Are you all set? of Maine Express is already an hour out of Boston. It's noon of a windy November day as the New England landscape flashes past. On the train, the crowds of servicemen, doting mothers, babies, salesmen, and a man who was this day acquitted of murder because the police couldn't find the body. Richard Fenner sits alone, the suspicion of a smile tugging at thin lips whisper of what his eyes follow on the paper. Body of Ole Zentorg, color chemist of Satan's Point, Maine, still unfound. Zentorg was known to be developing a paint formula, making it possible for colorblind people to see reds and greens as normal people see them. It is believed that the chemist had the final notes for his successful formula on his person. Richard Fenner, youthful assistant on whom Centaur tested his pigment, 
admitted he may have killed Sven Torg in a fit of temporary insanity induced by the experiment. He was found in a dazed condition with blood on his hands on the day of the chemist's death. Hello, friend. Anybody sitting here? No? Good. Have a peanut? No, thank you. Best food in the world, peanut. Always eat them. Name's Boss, friend. That's the Boss. Travel for Goodman's sex store. Don't be like talking, huh? Got some thinking to do? Well, that's all right. I'll just read a while. Idiot. I've done my thinking. So many things to think about. So much for Anna and me to remember. It had been hard to convince Anna at first. Easy enough for me to say, we have to get rid of Oli. But Oli was Anna's brother. We talked it over on the cliff near the land. We have to, Anna. We have to go through with it. Oh, Richard, there must be some other way. The way things are now, everything's hopeless. You know that. With the paint formula cleared, we can be married. Richard, I love you so much. I'd do anything for us. But for this, this is... Murder? Huh. You needn't look at it that way, darling. So far as you're concerned, Oli will just uh, disappear. But suppose something goes wrong. Suppose you're convicted. Not a chance. You can't convict a man for murder until you find the body. And they'll never find Oli. We must, Anna. We must. Very well, Richard. When? When will you... The moment Oli finishes the formula, it's almost ready now. I'll have to do it that instant to make my alibi hold. Today, tomorrow, soon, anyhow. Everything else is ready. I love you above everything else in the world, Richard. I love you enough for even... Have a peanut, friend? No. Oh, I'm soothing, huh? Traveling on trains makes some people sleepy. Not me. Been on trains all my life. Never get sleepy. Boom far? Satan's Point, Maine. Satan's Point? Never heard of it. Must be a devil of a small place. Ha! 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 Devil of a small place. Good, huh? Have a peanut? <laughs> Devil of a place. <laughs> Devil of a place. Devil of a place. Devil of a place. Devil of a place. We went over every detail again and again until our story was perfect. A lot depended on the story we constructed. A lot depended on telling it well. I told it well. To the police in Maine and to the alienists in Boston. I started the story with the morning of October 11th in Oli's laboratory. I hold on. Take my last mixture. It will be ready in a few minutes. I want your eyes to be well rested. Think you've got it this time, Oli? No, there's no longer any doubt. When these pigments are mixed, I will paint a square board. It will look like a dirty green to my eyes. And to mine? To yours. And those are millions of others who are colorblind. Red. Red that you have only imagined till now. Red of the rose. Red of a sunset. Red of fire. Red of blood. 
I put the blindfold on. I could sense all his tenseness. He'd worked 15 years to make this moment arrive. This is from all I can see. A miracle is about to take place. But I confess to one great fear. What's that, Ollie? I'm not afraid the formula is wrong. I'm afraid for you. For me? Yes. I have to warn you, Richard. I don't know. No one knows what mental reaction takes place in a person who's never seen color before. Suddenly, John. You... You mean that I could be affected? You could be. You see, red excites even normal people. It vibrates in the brain. With you... Let's have a look, Holden. Now, Richard. When you take the blindfold off, look straight ahead of you. The board is right before your eyes. Look, Richard. And when you do, start talking right away. I want your immediate reaction. Okay, here it goes. Look, it's red. Look. Talk, Richard, talk. Something I couldn't. It's hard enough to recall the little that I threw. I was staring straight ahead of me at a square board. Nothing happened for a brief instant. And then... I caught my breath sharply. My eyes dried. They burned. I closed them, but the patch of exquisite color seared my brain. A single hot flashing stab of pain pierced my head. And then I felt a surging power, a physical power, grip me. And Oli's voice reached me, jabbed at me. My whole being seemed to focus on his voice. I had to choke it off. I didn't recall reaching for him. And finding his throat. And then... Then nothing more. Nothing but the breaking of glass and a sensation of violent action. Motion and action that lasted long after the voice stopped. Then I felt cold air actually. I was carrying something limp and heavy. There's a point of rock outside the house. It juts over the sea. I stood there for I don't know how long. The first clear thing I recall is identifying Anna's voice coming towards me. Richard! Richard! Darling, what are you doing? Richard! Your hands! Something died in me. I sank to the ground, moaning. Anna. Anna, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. That was my story. That's what I told them all. They didn't believe me, so what? They didn't find Oli. <laughs> Anna told her own story as well, about coming back from town in the station wagon, finding me on the rock with blood in my hands. In the time they searched the house and the grounds, they came close, too close, just once. It was the day they gave up the search. I was standing in the yard with the guard when the inspector called me over to the little meat house near the cliff. Well, they'd been through it before, but the inspector held something in his hand. You sure in your day's meanderings you didn't come near this meat house, Fenner? Well, I can't be sure of anything, Inspector. I, I don't think so. Why? There's no fat hat over it before. 
For the initials O.S., Anthony. Holy crap. I messed it out. Was our whole plan going to be upset by a hat? Yes, Anna? It's Oli. He always wore it out here when he worked on his knee. No? And the blood on the brim? <laughs> well, look around you for the answer to that one. Oli was proud of his larder. He just hung two quarters of beef the other day for aging. Right over there, see? It was fresh killed stock. Blood probably came from that. Hmm. Yeah. They know the blood tested anyhow. All right, Penna. You can go back now. I walked away a little elated. Yeah, but it's a funny thing. It plays tricks. Even on detectives. People are used to thinking of bodies as being so many feet long, with two legs, two arms, and a head. Up, I guess. Yes, this is it. I'm sorry I was such a poor traveling companion. Oh, that's all right. Feel that way myself sometimes. Have some peanuts? <laughs> no, Ray. <laughs> so long. Anna! Oh, oh darling. Oh, oh, I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> Everything went just as you said it would, didn't it? And now you're free. Free, but not safe yet, baby. Don't talk yet. Let's get in the station wagon for a minute. Believed our story, did they? No, it's just as well. It makes tonight's work easier. But there are so many things I don't understand. Isn't there some other way we can? No. And it's just as well you don't know everything, Anna. There's less chance of your making a slip. It seems to me that I'm in this as deeply as you. All right, all right. I'll tell you this much. The papers played up the fact that Oli had the final formula on his person when he was killed. The formula we thought was on the lab table, right? Yes. Well, that leaves two things I have to do. I have to search Oli's clothing for this thing, and, well, the other thing should be obvious. Oh, don't, Richard. You, you talk about those things so coldly. Well, it's a cold subject, isn't it? <laughs> I see the house now. Put your lights off. Did you make the phone call I told you to? Yes, the man said all arrangements had been carefully made. He said the rest was up to you. <laughs> you wasn't kidding. Okay, pull up by the garage. around you as we walk into the house. Oh, I, I'm not as calm as I thought I'd be. You've got nothing to be afraid of, darling. Unless you believe in spirit. Richard, let's do what has to be done and go. Did you have that extra key made for the meat house? Yes. Yes, I did. Good. Now, do just as I tell you. My life depends on it. You will stand at the kitchen door with the lights off. And you won't take your eyes off the meat house for one second. That's right. The meat house door will be open so you can see me working. The lantern will make it light enough. Right now, I'm going to stand in front of the only window in the room we left the blind up on. While I'm there, you go get the dummy we had made to look like you. Put it in a chair in the position you're in now. Got that? Yes. All right, get the dummy. It's in the linen closet. It's a rain 
naturally? It looks a lot more natural and comfortable than I am. Good. Now crawl below the window level into the kitchen. Set. All set. Here's the revolver. Now stay in the shadows while I light the lantern and leave. And then stand in the door as I told you to. And remember to watch the meat house. Scared? Yes, but I'll do my part. Don't worry. Just be careful and, and hurry. Well, this gruesome business will be over soon, baby, and it's worth it. What are a few days of this compared to what's in store for I know, I know. But hurry. Well, this is it. Now I have to work carefully. The meat house. That only is, too. Now, <laughs> ah, now, let's see. Put the lamp in here. So. And it's the three sacks on the meat hooks on the left side. <laughs> Heavy. <clears throat> seem, seem heavier than when I put them up. Remembered where you hid poor Sventog's remains. What do you want, Bart? See? I can crack three notes with one hand. Good, huh? Just telling you in case you think it might spoil my aim. For your little partner in crime sitting comfortably back in the house, waiting for you to finish your business here. What do you want, Bart? You and the formula, my friend. I've followed your case very carefully. When I first read about you in the papers, I said to myself, Now, there's a very clever young operator. He's fibbing when he says he threw Sven Torg's body into the sea. So? So. Wouldn't take a chance and it's turning up on some shore. That would convict you. No body. No murderer, fella. Hmm. You're right, Pat. Then when I read that Sven Torg's formula was on him when you murdered him, I knew you'd have to get it from the body before, uh, destroying the corpus delicti. Simple? Hmm? All right, Pat. Put the cuffs on and let's go. <laughs> oh, gosh. I see you don't understand. I'm not a detective. And you're not going anywhere. Anymore. All I want is the formula. Oh, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. Why? Why what? Why am I going to kill you? Because that's life insurance for him. My business. Why do I want the formula? Well, I tried to buy it from Centaur about a month ago. We knew we had it just about finished, but he 
turn me down. So you read about the murder, figured out that I was after it, and now you want to take it away from me. It's pretty low, Pat. Yeah. Well, you see, I can get a much better price for it than you can. Some friends of mine think it would be a valuable asset in counter-camouflage, making targets in this country. Clever, hmm? Don't move a muscle, Mr. Bart. That little round thing in your neck is the muzzle of a thirty-eight. Just open your fingers very slowly and drop the gun. Now stand still. All right, Richard. Good girl. Now I'm taking over, Bots. Nice Luger your friends gave you. Mm-hmm. It is a nice gun. I, uh, I hope you won't hang me on those hooks. And oh, no. No, I've got other plans for you. Oh. Annie, you feel all right? Yes, yes, I'm all right. Just that thing on the floor. Yeah, no, well, don't look, darling. We're going back to the house now. And look, Bots, no breaks, please. You'd make a heavy corpse to drag from here. Wow, that's a very cozy little room. Tired and everything, huh? Okay, darling, make your phone call. You can tell your men to close in on the house now. That was Mr. Walsh of the FBI, friend. Good piece of work all the way through, Richard. Yes, sir. My first and last case, Walsh. Well, we don't usually call on outsiders for help, you know, but this was such a natural. The box is apparently the man who's been dodging us so successfully. He's one of the Nazis' best men over here. Slippery fellow. Yeah. When you and Mr. Centaur came to us a month ago about the suspiciously high offer you'd had for the formula, it sounded like our man. He's got lots of dough to play with. But why the elaborate story of murder and intrigue? Well, making Richard here out to be a murderer took away the suspicion of a trap. We knew Richard would be released, no matter how phony the story he gave, because the police wouldn't find Mr. Centaur's body, of course. We knew the man we wanted would follow Richard here as soon as Richard was freed to get the formula. But we didn't have the slightest idea of what he looked like or who he was. Now, now, you know. Well, I admit that was clever. My friends will be disappointed. And the son of a gun sat next to me on the train for eight hours. An adult trip, wasn't it? But uh, what about the um, uh, meat house angle? <laughs> the sacks. <laughs> That's beef. Just good prime beef. In fact, it uh, looks a little like... Uh, I planted all these clothes there. Oh, Richard, stop. I've had enough. By the way, where is Mr. Spentor? Oh, my gosh. He came up here from the hotel this afternoon. I'm so used to thinking of him as dead that I forgot all about him. He's probably lost in an... Anna. Anna, you all right? Yes. Yes, I'm all right, Richard. Just give me up, but I... Richard! Richard, the laboratory! All right, you still have the box, Mr. Walsh. Hold on to him. I'll take a look in the lab. Go ahead, Tennant. Holy! Holy, where are you? Holy! Holy! Yeah, Richard. I'm all right. I took my leg. The lighter match so we can see. Yeah, sure. Hurry, Richard. I want to see what's wrong. I'm holding the lit match, Holy. Oh? 
your eyes open. He's all right, Anna. Bring him out now. He's all right, yes. But never again to see the red of a rose. The red of fire. The red of a sunset. The red of blood. Oli's formula brought color to millions. Now, he's blind. Exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Well, in our last very exciting episode, the wonderful white winged warrior was carrying out this idea he had to become the first man to fly the Atlantic. Yeah, whose idea? Well, I thought this wasn't my idea. And thus, on this, the fourth day of his transatlantic flight, his mighty wings continue to carry him forward on the great ocean's currents of wind. That's not as easy as it sounds. You go try it. Meanwhile, close by, there is much panic in the pilot's cabin of a giant transatlantic jet airliner. I saw it. I really saw it. Now, take it easy, Captain. It was fantastic. Let's loosen your shirt and tie here. Huge. I mean, really huge white wings flapping. Huge white flapping now, white I wings. Now, I want you to breathe flapping. deeply. And it was wearing a full-length yellow raincoat. Captain, breathe. With a matching yellow hood. Would you believe that? In and out. In and out. Stewardess. Yes, my Captain. The world. What about the world? It must be warned about the attack of the yellow raincoat birds. You did not see this, Captain. 
when you think you saw I it. I saw a yellow raincoat bird scout. No, Captain. Probably flapping around, checking things out for the big invasion of the yellow raincoat birds. Would you please listen to me? They'll probably begin by attacking aircraft and ships at sea. Aircraft. This is an aircraft. You're tired. You're overworked. You're, You're... looking at the man who's going to save the world. Hello, this is K-45 Transatlantic calling all ships at sea. Captain, let me hold you in my arms. Calling all ships at I'll sea. I'll sing you a lullaby like your mother used to sing. Beware the invasion of the big yellow Lock raincoat birds. They're attacking this planet in a big yellow raincoat with matching hood. Will you shut up? Well, this is it. Keep rocking, keep singing. I think someone is knocking on the side of this plane. Sing to me. Go to sleepy little baby. Go to sleepy little baby. Go to sleepy little baby. Well, has the captain feathered his prop and blown his cool? And could that knocking be Chicken Man asking to use the radio room or perhaps the... No, not while the plate is in motion. Listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Hi, this is Sarah Spencer of Self Talk Radio Show, and you're listening to I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome back. So, 75 years later, we still don't have a cure of colorblindness. However, there are glasses and apps that can give colorblind sufferers a way to see colors that they are missing. The most common colorblindness is the inability to distinguish between red and green, which affects about 7% of the male population in the U.S., but only 0.4% of the female population. In fact, of the different types of colorblindness, men suffer at a higher percentage, even though in some cases only slightly, except in one category— and that's in the rare blue-yellow color blindness called tritinopia. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For our full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we end the week with Groucho Marx and You Bet Your Life. And join us next Thursday for a new episode of Inner Sanctum Mystery. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.